Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to week eight of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Midorski. Big show for you guys. Uh, aside from our usual football content, the NBA starts last next last week. Jesus Christ. NBA starts next week. Uh, so we got some guests coming out for a little NBA preview. Um, despite the fact that Dave justifiably banned basketball from the podcast this year because all it did was lead us to trouble last year. Um, you know, it is still one of the... Two years ago. Last year, we banned basketball, and we still gambled like shit, but uh, we've kept the, uh, the the ban in place. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, basketball is one of the biggest sports in the world, so we wouldn't be giving you your deserved content unless we mentioned it a little bit. So we have some experts on, but before that, we're going to give you our usual football content. Um, I can recap my week first because I know it was a little better than yours. Uh, I was 3-2 and two last week. 16, 13, and one on the year. Um, the two L's were the Bills minus 14 versus the Giants. Um, at the end of that game, I was really, A, I was really stoned and tired, and the game went way too long, so I was falling asleep during the second half. Um, but B, I was really torn because I had the Giant or the Bills in my like $15,000 survivor pool. You're a shitty fan. No, I was going to say, obviously, I was. You bet against them on the pod. Yes, we had we had Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, and he um, looked great. He looked fine. Um, needless to say, the Giants did not cover, or the Bills did not cover. They won fourteen to nine, um, and I squeaked by in my survivor pool. Other W for the or L for the week was Kansas minus three and a half versus OK State. Uh, OK State pulled off the upset. We are not rock talking rock talking Jayhawk anymore. Three wins. No. Um, block we're of the week. Kansas. Yeah, we're done with fuck, Kansas. Fuck Kansas. All, all, all the bagel boys hate Kansas. You're not allowed to bet Kansas on this show. They've done nothing but cause us pain since like week seven of last year. Block of the week over 67 and a half. Oregon, Washington. Uh, by the skin of its teeth hit. Um, I think we needed like seven points going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and then we almost didn't get there, but it did hit in – I don't know. What would you say is game of the year so far? That or the Red River rivalry game? Red River was just fun because it was chaos for like the whole first quarter. But I I think the Oregon-Washington game was like a a better football game. I I also think you got to throw in OSU-Notre Dame just because of how the game ended, especially after what Notre Dame did against USC this week. Yeah, and I feel like everybody was watching that game. It was prime time. It was at night, but it was a shitty – like, it was less fun to watch. I just think everybody was watching it. That was, was a game – that was a game if you liked old-school football, OSU-Notre Dame was for you. If you like offense and fun, then the other two were for you. Yeah, no, for sure. It was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, we pat ourselves on the back. We nailed it. You know, we were both kind of uncertain about who to take – but we knew the over was a lock and it absolutely was. And we said it was going to be close and it absolutely was. So I think I also said Oregon with the points. And I think they did cover if I had the bet on the game. I don't remember the actual final score. I just know they over it. Um, Dolphins minus 13 and a half versus the Panthers. Look shaky early. 
They went down 14 nothing. Um, then I think they scored like 35 unanswered. So they took care of business there. And the Tar Heels beat down Miami. And um, the number one overall pick draft, number one overall pick in the draft discourse is getting interesting because Drake May took care of business against Miami the same week Caleb Williams had probably his first truly bad game ever in college. Um, but it was, I mean, it was as ugly of a half of football as I've seen a quarterback play in a really long time in the first half for him. Yeah, I, I think it's premature to start talking about uh, controversy over the first pick. It's still Caleb. He played a shitty half. He played a shitty game. He threw a couple of picks. But Drake May beating Miami doesn't make him the first overall pick. Let's slow ourselves down here. Don't sleep on Drake May. That's all I'm going to say. No, I still think Caleb goes one, though. Uh, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's jump into picks. Let's do some college football. Oh, no. Uh, don't you want to say how you did last week? <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, yeah, really we forgot that as part of the show. <laughs> Damn, thanks. Thanks, dude. So I was 0-3 this week, which is um, not my best. Um, you know, unfortunately, we've been here before, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Um, Maryland minus 13 and a half. I don't know what happened there. They just – they never look good. Um, I think we're done with Maryland two weeks in a row. Yep, we're off the Maryland bed. bandwagon. It's for we're sure. done. We're done. Fuck the Maryland. Fuck the Terps. Fuck baby Tua. Um Eagles minus seven at the Jets. Jets won that game somehow. So credit to Zach and the boys. The Jets are exactly who we thought they were uh, without Rodgers, and they're the same team they were last year. So they'll probably win seven or eight games. They're going to be a they're they're going to be tricky to play all year, but they're not going anywhere. Um, and then oh, and then I had USC plus two and a half, um, which was also a brutal one because I felt like I was never in it. So. And what about uh, the other two games that it sounds like you're choosing to conveniently ignore? No, no, no that, that's a good point. Thank you for mentioning those. So I do have two games that were voided due to special circumstances by the the officials, the uh, the Bagels and Locks referee. San Francisco minus six and a half at Cleveland. They also lost that game. Um, but there were three critical injuries to the offense. Debo, Trent Williams, and CMC. So that one doesn't count. That's That's an official ruling. Um, and then my lock schmear of the week, which I, I also lost, um, was Colorado minus 11 and a half, and they were up 29. So that one's void as well. I mean, the San Francisco one is like maybe I'd give you, but the uh, the Colorado one is uh, they just they were up, they were up by too many points for me to lose that bet. So it's void. Yeah, I wish the sports book felt the same way as you did for a lot of these bets. I'd, I'd be a much richer, not man. me, not me, the official bagels and locks judgment committee. Yeah, well, I wish this made up czar committee uh, felt the same way as the sports books. Otherwise, Just because you didn't get invited to the committee doesn't mean it's made up. I don't need the committee because I don't have zero and five weeks. I, I don't. I don't rely on their rulings. Oh, zero and three. And look, I'm just setting myself up for another great comeback. You know, last year I was better in the second half, and I think this this year it's going to be even better. I'm going to finish above five hundred. That's the that's the Davy Bagel stamp of approval. And I think you're about to be terrible, and I'm actually going to beat you this year. Some of the picks this week are uh, pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm excited. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to start in college because the college board this week is I, We always the, start in college. That's how the show goes. For the life of me, couldn't read the board. Um, so the first one we're going to go with, this one I actually feel good about, Oklahoma minus 18 and a half versus UCF. Oklahoma really good, UCF really bad. Don't look into it too much. I mean, Oklahoma, this team is legit. Um, and... UCF's last games, they lost 
44-31 to Kansas State. They lost to Baylor, uh, who has one win, and they lost 51-22 to to Kansas, whose bandwagon we just hopped off of. Um, it's been a rough year one in the Big 12, and I think Oklahoma only adds to that. This game is in Florida. I don't think it matters, but uh, kind of matters. No, it's in Norman. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, then I really like this. Yeah, this line feels a little bit light. Um, I hate the bet spreads this big, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. All right, first pick. What do you got? I got Bama minus nine versus Tennessee. I don't. I don't really know how <clears throat> you justify Tennessee's 19 ranking. They should be unranked to me. They haven't beaten anybody. They have a bad loss to Florida. Um, they played AM really close, even though they suck and their quarterback sucks. Um, and Bama's looking like a real football team. They're playing a lot better than they were in the beginning of the year. Um, this game is is in Tuscaloosa. So I, I, I like them to absolutely stomp them a little revenge game after last year. Yeah, the Tennessee team is interesting because Josh Heppel, the head coach, is known for his offense. It's been the de- defense that's been carrying him. Uh, Joe Milton has obviously not been able to replace Hendon Hooker. The only reason nine points scares me is you look at Bama's last five games, really. Outside of them stopping Mississippi State, they beat South Florida by 14, Ole Miss by 14, and then the last two they beat A&M by six and Arkansas by three. I I think Bama is going to win. They just – they haven't shown yet against decent teams that they're going to pull away. Could this be the week that they do it? Um, Absolutely, without a doubt. But – I don't know. Just looking at it right now, the line feels a little bit big to me, but feels like a great leg in a teaser without a doubt. At home against the Tennessee team that stunned them last year, Saban's going to have these boys ready to play. And they're yeah. not gonna be, they're not going to be pulling up. They're going to they're going to want to blow these guys out. No, I I all, all your logic is there for sure. Um all right, my second pick and this should tell you how I felt about the board this week. I'm picking a team. It's a Big Ten team. Against all odds, they're five and two. If they win this week, they are bowl eligible at six and two. I am taking the Rutgers Scarlet Knights minus five and a half versus Indiana. <laughs> I look, Rutgers, that win last week against Michigan State was so unlikely. But a lot of my logic this year has been. Don't overthink this. Bet against bad teams. Tom Allen's time in Indiana is about to come to an end. Um, This year, their last four games, they lost to Louisville by seven. They beat Akron by two. They lost to Michigan by 45, and they lost to Maryland by 27. I think Rutgers is going to be fired up after last week. Um, You know, for them, if you had said Rutgers through week eight could be bull eligible by the end of that, I think that was in every diehard Rutgers fan's wildest dreams what could happen. Um, I think Shano's going to have the boys fired up. Are you, are you, rah, rah, rah. Go Rutgers, taking down the Hoosiers. Chase, you got an MGM account? I'm about to give you some 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 advice. Um, I think I do. Well, you do. You should bet this there because you're getting four and a half there. And something Even about I, I looked on FanDuel. The line was five and a half, so hold me to that. No, but no, that's- no, no. I agree. Your 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 pet your pick is locked in at five and a half. But when you bet them, bet them at like three. Tease it down. Rutgers, their their offense is not going to blow anybody out. Even really bad teams like Indiana. So I love to pick them here. 
I don't love to pick them with a spread as big as five and a half. Every point matters, and I just feel a lot better if it's closer to a field goal. That's fair. I just I'm riding the wave. Oh, look, I'm in. I'm in. I don't think I don't think we've been able to use the words Rutgers and ride the wave in football in 15 years. It's been a while, but Shiano's got the it's got the magic touch. It only uh, it only could have gotten better. So that's a good point. Uh, all right, I'm staying in the Big Ten. I'm taking this is the big game this week, and I'm taking Penn State plus four and a half in Columbus. Um, look, Penn State has not really played anybody, but the teams that they have played, they've absolutely throttled. Alar hasn't thrown a pick all year. He looks like the real deal. Ohio State hasn't looked great. You know, their win against Notre Dame has looked worse and worse week over week. I don't know. Like, if there's ever going to be a year that Penn State can beat this Ohio State team, I think it's this year, and they're getting four and a half points. I wish this was in Happy Valley. It's not. I, I still think they can win this game. And if they don't, I think they keep it close because Ohio State hasn't really shown the ability to to blow out a a half-decent team yet. My first thought on this game is, why is this game at noon? This game should be in primetime. 100% agree. This is a night game. Now that I got that out of my system, um, look, it's just so hard to get a read on because Ohio State's won most of their games close. You know, look, the one thing with Penn State is they really haven't played – anybody yet i I mean they've blown the shitty teams out and that counts for something well no what i was gonna say you know one thing about penn state is you know when that's looking increasingly better and better by the week they i mean the iowa offense is abysmal um but iowa is six and one and the defense has been good and they put up 31 points on the defense they won 31 nothing that wins looking better and better by the week Uh, this to me is a stay away game just because I haven't seen enough out of Drew Allard to have an opinion one way or another, and the horseshoe is going to be a loud and contentious environment, I think. Um, so it's a stay away from me with the commentary of Big Ten, do better. You, you can talk about this being a stay away game, but let's be realistic. It's noon. You want to watch football. Maybe it's time to open a beer. There is nothing else on really all day that's exciting. And this is really exciting. You're going to be sitting there. You're going to watch game day. You're not going to like pick up your phone and poke around like, oh, what's the over? You're going to be too busy watching the Rutgers-Indiana game at noon. I I guess. But (laughs) this is is too big a game not to bet. This is college football. You got to bet the big games. And I'm telling you how to bet it right now. Penn State plus four and a half. Honestly, what was the teaser? Or sorry, what was the line on that? Four and a half. Four and a half. I mean, do you have any more college football picks? I'm done. Okay, so I'm done. Also, I have three NFL this week. I mean, honestly, if you want a college football teaser that I like a lot, just like hodgepodge of stuff that I wrote down, do a five point teaser. You get Penn State plus nine and a half. Rutgers basically money line minus a half. Take Oklahoma down to 13 and a half. Then I think you'd feel much better about it. Tease Duke. I, Riley Leonard should be playing. So two, tease Duke up to 18 and a half. I don't like that one. You or, think FSU or, blows them out? I think FSU could absolutely blow them out. Duke, Duke, like they look worse and worse every week as, as Clemson looks horrible. Clemson is horrible, by the way. 
when they played Wake, it was evident that they're bad. This Notre Dame team doesn't look like they're any good. They won 24-3 last week. Look, I, I, I'm not sold on Duke. I'm not sold. I like teasing Miami up to plus eight and a half versus Clemson to uh, your point just now. Love that one. And then, honestly, I, I, I it's in the Coliseum, but Utah has been a house of horrors for USC. Tease them up to 11 and a half. Yeah, but you got to figure that USC is going to come out firing this week. Like they, they, I don't know if it matters. They, they showed last week against the pass rush. They're fucked. Yeah, they're going to be in that game. But I guess you're right. I mean, you're going to take it all the way up to, what did you say, like 11 and a half? If you do a five-point teaser with all the other games, you get Utah plus 11 and a half. Yeah. The D's real. The D's I, I, can, I can convince myself of that one. Um, it, it's uh, – it, it's the Florida State one that I'm not sold on, but if you like want to take out, if you want to take out Florida State, then tease the uh, UNC UVA over down to fifty one and a half. That I do it, like. They, they think, only play shootouts. UNC. Yeah, well, I think Carolina is going to put up like a forty burger, and then UVA will score like two touchdowns. Yep, 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 yep. All right, there's my uh, in lieu of. PP of the week. That's my uh, teaser of the week because my prize picks have sucked lately. So, all right, let's go to Sunday. All right, um, I'll start with Browns minus one and a half at the Colts. And minus one and a half. Where are you seeing one and a half? It was on one and a half on FanDuel this afternoon. What is it now? I got it at three <laughs> on DraftKings, and I'm still taking it because I'm a moron. Hold on, let me let me. Uh... We're investigating here. All right. One, one and a half is a, a – All right. It's two and a half now. I'll take it. It's one and a half now. I'll still take it at two and a half on FanDuel. Um, take it for two and a half. Yeah, I just think uh, – it's funny. Like, Bill Simmons made a very interesting point where he's like, do we need Gardner Minshew? Do you need to play someone the first drive as like an opener? Because he's so good every time he comes in in relief. But we've seen the past two years with the Eagles and Colts. When he starts, he lays duds. Um this Browns D under Jim Schwartz is legit. I think, um, you know, the Colts D is nothing great. And all things considered, the offense with P.J. Walker looked okay last week, especially against a fully healthy Niners D. I think you give P.J. Walker like a week to actually practice with the offense. Um, that only improves it. Or Deshaun plays, in which case this line is great. Um, but mostly I just – I think the Browns are going to turn them over a few times. So uh, I'm a big believer in this Browns defense. Browns minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm on this one as well. This is a, this is a double bagel. Um, I'll tell you the only thing that scares me is I think the Colts are well coached. And I think JT is just ramping up. They, they, they could look surprisingly good against the best defense in the league. And it wouldn't surprise me because I think Steichen's going to have them ready to go. I'm still on the Browns because Minshew's looked so bad and this defense has looked so good. And I'm trying not to overthink it, but I'm a little – I'm scared of this one. Yeah, you know, look, it could be a classic. They beat the best team in football last week and then lose this week, but – It would be so classic. Look, I didn't want to bet this one. This one scares the shit out of me. But there's six teams on by, and there's so much parity in this league that I was, like, cross-eyed looking at the board. And, honestly, I was 0-3 or 0-5 last week. And like I'm, I'm kind of betting scared, Chase. I got to be honest. I'm betting scared, and I don't know what to do about this one. But it was the best that I got. Let it ride. Um, all right, then my second pick. 
Um, God, I'm deciding between a couple games here. It's like if I knew Trevor was playing, I think the Jags are going to crush this. I think the Saints are fucking terrible. Um, after I last, the Saints out. They're on the, the no bet list for me. Yeah, after watching them last week, um, Derek Carr had the worst like 66 percent completion percentage for 350 yard game I've ever watched in my life. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Chiefs minus five and a half versus the Chargers. I know it's a must-win game for the Chargers, but um, look, the the Chiefs' offense isn't as exciting as it usually is. But the thing is, you know in the big games, Mahomes and the offense are going to come through. And the fact that their defense is playing so well, that to me is what makes the Chiefs so dangerous this year. Um, I don't know. Roll Mahomes and Kelsey. Don't overthink it. Chargers just need to fire Brandon Staley. They do. They do. The Chiefs offense just isn't good enough to blow anybody out this year. And honestly, last year for most of the season, they didn't really blow anybody out. They just like got the ball last and scored every time. Um, And that's the fear here is like, you know, they win by three or four and you get beat bad. Um, I I think they hate it, but I almost think the one thing in our favor, and like we saw it against Dallas with this bet is do the chargers turn it over a lot? no, but, uh, you know, Staley is one of those guys that you will have one or two bonehead decisions, like going for it on fourth down, wherever. And I think if there's one team that consistently makes other teams pay when they don't convert on fourth down or they make the dumb mental mistakes, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, but does does do they win by six points? Yeah, I think so. Especially like Chargers offense is real. Chiefs aren't going to score that many points. I'm look. I'm not going to bet the Chargers here because I have no confidence at all that they win. But I don't know. All right, my pick. I got uh, Packers minus one at Denver. Denver continues to look like a really bad football team. Um, the defense looked better than it has last week but I still think this is a bad defense. Their track record for all of the games before last week is so bad that I, I, I think this is the worst defense in the league still. And the offense just looks lost. So for, for this team, who genuinely could be one of the three worst teams in the league, to, to only be giving one point, I, I think you got to take it no matter who's on the other side. Green Bay is one of those teams that I can't really figure out. Sometimes they look really good. Sometimes Love looks like the real deal. And sometimes they just look lost and and he throws a, a ton of picks, um, which probably just comes with him being a, a young QB. But I don't know. This feels like a get-right game to me against a bad defense and a bad team. I like the Packers as well. Um, I think their bye came at the perfect time last week. Yeah, Watt, sure. Watson's been banged up. He got healthy. Aaron Jones should be full speed ahead. Um, which allows AJ Dillon to slip in his complimentary role, which is you know where he's I think meant to be. And yeah, look, I think a healthy Packers team for the most part, and just I, I this it's amazing this Broncos team. And I might have said it last week, but there's just not like I don't remember a more dislikable head coach quarterback combo than Sean Payton and Russ. The Broncos last year, Hackett and Russ. Yeah, but at least Hackett. They were, they, were, they were worse. But like, no, but like, I didn't dislike Hackett. He was a moron. Like he. Yeah, but that's the thing. He was like week one. He was like an oaf. Like you laughed at him. Like 
Like Sean Payton and Russ, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because I always liked Payton in New Orleans. And, and I liked Russ in Seattle. Yeah, but Russ has been hard to like for a lot of reasons. The, the Sean Payton hate has really come on fast. He was kind of a dick in the offseason. And if he was winning, you'd like him. Yeah, but it's like, like he ripped it. He put Hackett on blast, and they look worse than they did last year. Like yeah. even Belichick and Brady, like I respected them. I don't respect these guys. Yeah, we respected Belichick and Brady because they won, and these guys correct in the football game. I, well, but, they, uh, yeah. didn't win, they didn't win against our team, which is all that matters. Um, all yeah. right, my lock, uh, probably my biggest lock of the locks of the week, all season. I don't get this line. At all. Lions, I think we're on the same game. Lions plus three at the Ravens. Fuck yeah. What's I the, don't get it. I here? do not get it. I'm worried now. What are we missing? Vegas knows something that we don't. No, I mean, look, I think the honest answer is Montgomery and Gibbs might not play. I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, the passing offense is good enough. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth going into week seven of the uh, NFL season. Jared Goff needs to be in the MVP discussion. They are 5-1. and one. They're the only team in the NFL to beat Mahomes. And I know Kelsey and Chris Jones didn't play. Whatever. They beat the Chiefs. He has his offense humming. And the Ravens stink. They stink. Like, not a good team. I, I, I do not think Lamar is him. Our friend Anthony's a Ravens fan. And I always seem to bet the Ravens. And it's like, this team just... They can't put shitty teams away. Like two weeks ago, they absolutely should have beaten the Steelers. Kenny Pickett. They yeah. let Kenny Pickett beat them. Last year, or last week, the Titans were playing Malik Wills in the second half. And they still squeaked it out. They're the worst red zone team I've ever seen. They don't know if they want to commit to the run or the pass. I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I... I had the exact same thought. This is my Lakshmir too. I rechecked the line to make sure I didn't read it wrong before we started this rant. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't have both read it. I mean, I I feel like Vegas has been picking against the Lions all year. Like the Lions lines have always been a little bit funky. This is an extreme, but maybe just because it's the Lions and people are used to betting against them. Maybe, maybe because it's Goff, but like... This isn't the first time that a lot of going on like two years with the Lions where Goff has been good. I'm with you. I think your MVP comment is spot on. And when well, he shows Tua, out this week, people are going to start talking about it. Look, I think Tua's going to win it. And I think Tua should win it if his brain doesn't explode. But like the guy at a minimum needs to be in the conversation. We're early to start talking MVP. But I, if it was given out today, yeah, you're right. I think it would be We're too not that early. We're like a week or two from the halfway point. Um, now now that we've talked enough about it, I got to actually look at what the odds are for uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is right now on FanDuel plus 1,900. Wow. <laughs> Wait, this can't be real. That seems way too high. Okay, here's, who, here's who's in front of him. Tua, fine. No argument. He's Mahomes, first. What's two at? Two on FanDuel's plus 330. Mahomes plus wow. 340. Even Mahomes second is like whatever. Allen plus 650. Meh. Um He's playing good football. He could win it. Hertz plus 850. Purdy plus 1,000. Lamar plus 1,400. Rodgers plus 1,600. 
Trevor plus nine. Rodgers. Are you sure you're getting updated things here? I am. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. I think they're assuming he's going to come. I know it has to be updated because Purdy's fifth. Yeah, but Rodgers is on the list. They he's not going to play this year. I'm just reading you the list. All right. Well, if that's really it and you can get Goff at 19 to 1, everybody listening should go bet that right now. To me right now, to me right now, if you actually look at the numbers, I put him third behind Tua and Mahomes. I think he's been better than Hurts. I think he's been better than Purdy. He definitely better than Josh Allen. Well, I uh, Allen's had some really good games. Yeah, the good games, but he's had but he's had like two or three duds. Yeah, yeah. Last week included. Yeah, like last week, London and week one. I think he's been better than Brock. He's been better than Lamar. He's been better than Trevor. He's definitely been better than Lamar. Jesus, am I just now a Jared Goff super fan? Not sure how I feel about that. This this Lions team is the easiest team to root for in the history of football. I I'm with you. Like they're they're fun to root for. I like betting on them. I like betting their overs because they blow teams out. Yeah. It starts at the top. It's all head coaching. It starts at the top. Look, we got some sleuthing to do before Sunday because there's uh there's more to this that we're that we're missing as simpletons. So can I can I give another um how I would tease the NFL slate. Yeah, yeah, do it. And while you do it, I will add our uh, NBA experts into the pod. All right, give me how many how many teams you want in this teaser. Whatever, whatever you're feeling. Um. Oh my God. I mean, this is like this is like free money in my mind. All right. Here's an eight team teaser, and we'll do it at um. I don't even think you need six points for this. Let's do this at five five points. Okay. Same as the college stuff. I love it. Simple. Huh? Same as college. I love it. It's simple. All right. Bills, just say yay or nay. Bills minus three and a half versus the Patriots. I love it. Browns now plus two and a half. Love it. Lions plus eight. Love it. Taking two of our other picks. Packers plus three and a half. Chiefs minus a half. I like all of those. This I, is our I, yeah, um, Rams. That. Rams at home plus two versus Steelers. I actually think the Rams are back. <laughs> Here's the problem with that game. The Steelers are inept offensively. The Rams defensively struggle. And both of the, those teams are really good on the opposite sides of the ball. So the range of outcomes here is like infinite. The over could hit by a mile. The under could hit by a mile. One team could blow the like. I, this this game was the biggest stay the fuck away game for me this week. I was I was like tearing my brain out trying to think about it, and I just decided to stop looking at it. In the Eagles Dolphins game, take the over down to forty six and a half. Yeah, that feels good. If you can and get any Dolphin game at, at in the forties. And then um, I don't care who's playing running back. I don't care if uh, Debo's not playing. Primetime Kirk on a Monday night without Justin Jefferson versus the Niners. You can get it down to Niners minus two. Yeah, I like that. Seven scared me a little bit because Purdy didn't look great without his his weapons. But uh, 
You're right. It's primetime Kirk, and he's looked so bad. If you take the Rams, if you take the Rams out of that and you still want to make it plus 1600, I would take the eeny meeny. Oh, easy. Um, Seahawks down to minus two and a half at home versus Seattle or versus Arizona. Yeah, I like that enough. So put that in instead of the Rams. Done. Send it to me. Teaser o'clock. This is we need we need a new segment. It, uh, Cheesy teaser. I would so much rather do teasers because I so wildly unsuccessfully bet these every weekend. The PPs? Uh, well, the PPs, teasers. Oh, you're talking about you You unsuccessfully bet the teasers, so you, you want to do them anyway. All right. We'll work it in. Yeah. I did hit my first same game parlay of any sport in a long time Monday. That was cool. You get it boosted? I, I find that the boosts on the same games are crazy. You can always – I got a 30% boost in the Phillies-Astros game Monday. There you go. It was plus 3500 and like the Vagine, I only bet $8. Yep, yep, yep. That should have been a huge hit. Um, Can't yeah. be hit single digits. I had $8 left in my account. <laughs> now, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not going to unit shame. That's fucked up. No, you can unit shame that. I'm not going to unit shame. We don't unit shame here. Thanks. We're all, we are the world. We are the children. Yep. Well, if, if we on a show called Bagels and Locks shamed anybody for, for their unit size or for being cheap, we would be the biggest hypocrites in the history of sports. So we're not yeah. going to do that. Plus, we're both Jewish. So, you know, our unit size is average at best. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked enough about your PP. Everybody knows that. It's, I guess uh, you're, I guess you're half non Jewish. So there's some hope for you yet, but. Yeah, yeah, there's not. I'm uh, Jewish from the waist down, unfortunately. That is true. You do have your dad's Jew. Well, I, we call it a Jewfro, but he's not Jewish. So, yeah. Which is a great segue for our next guest. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got a couple things to do. So, really quick, I'm 0 5 this week, but the bagel bet, I'm 2 0 the last two weeks. Um, so, Am I good at picking spreads in the NFL or college football? To be seen. Going to have a great second half. Am I good at telling you which players are going to hit the over or under on tackle assists on Thursday night football games? You bet your damn ass I am. So here's what I got for you guys this week. This is a guaranteed moneymaker. Start your week off right and bet Foye Olokun over three and a half assists. He's a linebacker on the Jags at the third most tackles in the league. He's been over this number three of five games, but he, he averages like 12 solo tackles a week. So I, I think the assists game that I think the dirty little secret is it's a little bit of luck, like whether some other dude grabs on and it becomes an assist instead of a solo tackle. So Take this. I think he's had some some bad assist luck. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel really good about our boy, Foye Olokun. Absolute tackle monster getting to uh, over three and a half. And there's a 50% profit boost, or maybe it's 30%. Whatever. DraftKings has a Thursday night profit boost. Start your week off right and use that to hit this guaranteed moneymaker. I have bad news that I just learned. On FanDuel, you can't combine. I guess you probably just can't do this, period. But you, I did not know that you cannot combine NFL and college plays into one super 20-leg teaser. Yeah, you can. I do it every week. We have a segment called the – the No, no, teaser, teaser. 
That doesn't make sense. So as soon as you start tweaking the lines, you can't put them all on the same parlay. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I'll try again. You know, I, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but uh, why don't you do some research and, and get back to us as part of the teaser segment next year, next week? Yeah, I want to do one mega teaser. Uh, no, look, I'm in. I can do the bankrupt FanDuel parlay, and you can do the make FanDuel a little bit unhappy teaser. And you combine NFL and college teasers. Oh, nope. Uh, you could combine professional and college in the same sport. What the fuck? I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, work, work on that. Um, all right. Last thing before we go to basketball. Oh, by the way, the Bagel Bed is sponsored by Bagels and Lock Studios. Um, thanks for the logo. We, have, we haven't shouted them out in a while, and you know they, they've, they've done a lot for us. So I like to keep them uh, yeah, on And don't forget to buy your beer bongs. Uh, no, 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 no. Relax. King Kong beer bong is the sponsor of promo sexuals. We're going to hit on that during, uh, during basketball bankrupt FanDuel parlay really quick. Got a 16 legger this week, which is $9 to win $850,000. Um, and in the spirit of basketball, we mixed a little bit of NBA in here because, uh, I need a juice. So I got Jags plus 106, Penn State plus 162, Bama minus eight and a half, minus 105. Ooh, they're at eight and a half on Fandle. Got to hit that. Um, Michigan minus 24 and a half at Michigan State. That program's a dumpster fire. Florida State minus 14 and a half, USC minus seven, Miami money line, Lions money line, Browns minus two and a half. Over in the Chargers Chiefs game, that number's 47 and a half. Nuggets minus five and a half on Tuesday. Warriors money line, Hornets money line, Knicks money line. Shout out the home home team and uh, Wizards money line. That that's a big one. So again, that's like uh, nine dollars to win just over eight hundred grand. Put it in bankrupt Fanduel and uh, the bankrupt Fanduel parlay as always is sponsored by DraftKings. Did you put the Liberty in a bet like a week or two ago? Uh, yeah, but it was that was the last leg of the bankrupt FanDuel, and we did not even get there. Why, you got a score? You got a WNBA score for us? Dude, heartbreaker. Liberty lost by one. Aces are your WNBA champs. Wow. Damn. Maybe back-to-back. Back. Yeah, back-to-back back champs. Did they win last year? Yeah. I'll put it this way. There's, like, maybe, generously speaking, like, seven WNBA players I know. And um, the Aces have two of them. Who who are the seven? Aja Wilson, Kelsey Plum is on the Liber- uh, on the Aces. She's married to Darren Waller. Um, I know Brianna Stewart. I know her. Um, Sabrina's the goat. Sabrina who? Ionescu. I've never even heard that. On Liberty Street Morgan Griner. Oh yeah yeah. Um, Sue Bird retired. I think Diana Taurasi is still playing. <laughs> Damn. Uh, at like 45. And I need to name one more. You can do this, Chase. Seven, I said. Are you sure I didn't say six? No, you said seven. I can think of one more. Uh, I said Brianna Stewart already, right? You did. Who's your other one? She's the only one I got, really. Liz Cambage. I'm probably. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, she's got a great Instagram. 
Uh, yeah, come come Baj. Uh can is Candace Parker still playing the WNBA? There's no way. What do you mean? Diana Taurasi still plays. I don't even know that I believe you. I think you're making that shit up. Dude, I'm I'm fairly sure. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. And then and then get our next people on. Um Phoenix Mercury, she's still playing. 41 years old. Damn. She's probably like 41 and has pumped out two kids during uh during her her time in the league. That's pretty impressive. How many kids have NBA players had? I bet the answer is none. So all right, let's see. Uh, I'm looking to see if there's like an easy way for me to sort. Uh, let's see, WNBA All Stars. All right, we're we're already talking too much about basketball on this show, and uh, now we're we're talking about women's basketball, and then we're gonna talk about men's basketball. It's too much. Our listeners are football guys. I, think we we just, I just looked on the All Star rosters. We tap. We tapped out. <laughs> you didn't know Liz. You don't know Liz. She didn't make the All Star team. Oh damn! What's your name, Liz? What? Cambage, C A M B A G E. I see why you like her Instagram right off the bat. Um, dude, doesn't count. Doesn't play in the WNBA anymore. What? Where does she play? She plays in Israel. Damn. But fun fact: she and Asia Wilson have the single-game scoring record in the WNBA. With any prediction on how many points, and then we will actually transition. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna nail this. I feel it. Thirty-seven. That was sexist. It's fifty-three points. Fuck. That was sexist. The way you said it felt like it wasn't gonna be a lot of points. I, I, I think I just, asked the, I just asked the question. Nah. Fuck. I I do like watching WNBA games. For the record, Jason Sudeikis is a super fan. I learned tonight. Of which team? The Liberty. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about men's basketball, which I also, you know, don't don't like to do, but we have to do it once a year. Some of our listeners enjoy uh, enjoy the NBA. So, oh, we got in the chat. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm about to add them in. So we got two guys who uh, have come on this show in the past to talk NBA. We 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 needed both of their insights, so we decided just to throw them both in and uh, let us let us have their preview. So we got James and Ben. I'm about to add them both in. I'm going to guide the conversation. Chase, you should do the same, but I don't really have any NBA insights for the people. So I'm going to let these absolute experts, basketball geniuses, tell you guys what's up. I'll chime in a little bit because I listened to five hours of Simmons over-unders in the last 24 hours. Uh, of course you did, Chase. You're, you're, you're a lock to just parrot Simmons takes to our listeners. Dave, you're not going to interact. I'm about to introduce you. Relax, relax, relax. All right, so we got – we got James joining us from New York and Ben joining us from what looks like his, his office in New York. So guys say what's up. What's up? Hey, I just, I'm very bummed that I wasn't part of this WNBA conversation. Yeah, I, I, I so much sad. Olson, Come on. Who? My dad's a big UConn fan. So I, I remember some of these names from when they played Stephanie Dolson. She's good. Backup center. Well, like the good thing the is backup is center for the Liberty. I think, yeah, she was in the. Uh, I watch way more women's college, so Caitlin Clark, Angel. I was going to say I could probably name like three was, or four. I was going to say we're year away from those two um, uh, Bukers on UConn. Angel Reese, yeah, yeah, like we have some big names coming in. 
Wait, can I first? Did you guys shout out Steven yet? No, you want to give a shout out? Shout out can to I give a shout out to Steven Corner 3 for the win, Jingaro, for just the best gambling weekend I've ever seen besides the one dude that was able to post his bail through that parlay? It's that dude and Steven as the greatest gambling weekend I've ever seen. Did you guys see this video of the dude who calls his picks in from jail? Like yeah, on a phone? It's unbelievable. You know the story? He was able to post his bail from the parlay winning. I didn't know that. Is that real? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's real, but that's what I read. Here, here, here's was my question. Where was, he getting the, where was he getting the capital to place the parlay? <laughs> who knows? All right. James, I'm going to let you go first. I, I know you had some quick football thoughts if you want to give us those. And then uh, if you want to give us some, some NBA thoughts. And Ben, feel free to jump in and, uh, and, and riff off him. Chase and I are going to stay quiet. Well, I'll stay quiet. Chase will probably pipe in because he can't. Um, I, yeah, I hope, I hope you guys do. Um, and I just want to give a couple of quick NFL thoughts. Nothing too crazy. I, have, I did listen to your guys' last segment. How are we feeling about the Bills and the Lions? The, the Lions are the lock of the year. The Lions are the lock of the year this week? Yeah. Okay, so. Something weird's going on with that line. It doesn't make sense. It hasn't what moved line? at all. They're plus three on the road against the – they're on the road, right, against the Ravens? Yeah, but still. Ravens look strange. Lions Ravens look suck. Strange. Yeah, no, they're they're not too good. And then I like the Bills. I, I forget who they're playing, but they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. They're playing Belichick. Oh, yeah. I, I think Allen's going to – I think I lose last year. Yeah, I think he's gonna just gonna dog them. I, I think he likes taking it to them. Um, I actually am more interested in Ben's NBA take because he told me he just has like observations and like yeah, I have so for. I was actually supposed to come on last year, but Chase had his like 19th bachelor party or 20th mm. Grateful Dead show of the year, mm. so it completely got canceled. Guys, so guys. these are five trends that I, I'm gonna I want to talk this through with James. Some well-researched, some very not well-researched. Ben, before you start, are, are you can you confirm that you're recording this podcast from your office? Yep, one Manhattan West. I have plenty of work to finish after this. Is this is this a is this a billable hour? <laughs> it is. It, it is not a billable hour. This is uh, professional development. <laughs> um, so the first thing, and something that I did last year, which I loved, is I love this uh, the play in tournament. So let's just let's just do some math yes. here. You got 15 teams in a conference, four in the tournament. So that's about 25% are gonna get in. Now let's start eliminating some teams of the 15. And James, I want I want to run this with you. Mm-hmm. Is that pending no crazy injury, do we think Boston's gonna be in this play-in tournament? Yeah. No, the play-in, the oh the wait, four, wait. So how's the play work? If the top seeds are out. It's seven, eight, nine, and ten seats. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Boston out. Like, do do we think the Bucks are going to be seven through 10? No. Do we think Cleveland's going to be seven through 10? No. So, those are the top three uh, odds wise in the East win total. Now, do we think the Wizards are going to be in the seven through 10? No, they're going to be in last. Although, I kind of like their over under spoiler. I I, kind of do too. All right. Uh, Do we think the Pistons are going to be in that seven through 10? No. And do we think Charlotte's going to be in that seven through 10? No. no. So, okay, so now we have nine, nine teams and four of them are making this play in tournament. That's 44%. Okay. And every team is at plus odds right now. So if you bet four of them and you hit two, you're in the green. Huh? So there's okay. something I love here. Last year, based on just over-under odds, 
the teams in the East that were the play-in tournament were, and this is preseason odds, I seeded them, the fifth seed and then the seventh, eighth, and ninth seed. So if you just gambled on seven through 10, you hit three out of four, you made money. Interesting. So and wait, so, so cause I still, this, I've, I've looked at the play the mid season tournament and it's very strange, right? Like it is not mid, this is a mid season. This is the play in I'm talking about for the playoffs. Oh, the play in. Okay. Yeah. This is, you know, that bullshit seven plays eight. Right. Right. The right. Of that plays the winner of nine and 10. Okay. So, so like who, so who do you like? Like, what do you, what do you so, think? So this year odds wise, Seven through ten in the East is Atlanta, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Chicago. All plus odds to be in this play and be in the seven through ten. See, I, I immediately like uh, three of those teams. That is so. I what I want to do is throw out one that I think is definitely going to be in that seven through ten, and one that's a little outside. So mm-hmm. in that list I'm looking at, I think the Bulls are just for sure always in that seven through ten. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Medium skill, medium odds. And now, so teams outside of there, last year it was the Heat was somehow in the play-in tournament and then blazed through. Right. A team that's not in the 7-10 that I want to look at is either Orlando, who has the 11th best odds right now. Ooh, I like that. Or Philly at four. What if uh, Philly, they kind of blow up, but they haven't beat, so they're good enough. They they. Remember what happened? The Lakers a couple years ago, they ended up as the seventh seed. They're in the play-in tournament. They have the fourth best odds. What if Philly just blows up? And so, so I like that thought. And part of me coming onto this, I was going to pick Philly and they're under, I think they're at like 47 and a half, 49 and a half, something like that. Part of me wants to really bet that. Another part of me is just like, nah, they're a lock for like 50 games. And like, they, they have a beat on the floor. Like, doesn't matter if Harden's not there or if he's doing whatever he's doing. Like, uh, he, I think that they'll just they'll just win 50 games and they'll be out of it. And I don't think the East is, like, that good. I, I think it's, like, a couple of really good teams. You obviously have the Celtics. You have the Bucks, And then, like, a bunch of teams that are, like, kind of so-so. But, like, I do kind of like this uh, play-in tournament odds. Ah, Kind of, you get plus odds on on the, the the teams. I mean, yeah, right now. So the Bulls are the teams yeah. I wrote throughout. Bulls are plus one twenty five. Yeah. Orlando's plus one thirty five. Phillies plus three ten. These are what just to make the play in tournament, just to be end the season somewhere between seventh and tenth seed. And where are you getting this bet? This is like on DraftKings or something, right? On DraftKings. What, what are we sponsored by? <laughs> Depends. Right on DraftKings, you can get to participate and play in. Oh, that's and, fantastic. I, I kind of love those, actually. Yeah. And so, now going to the West, which I find even more fun. So, right, we're going to eliminate teams now. You got 15 mm-hmm. for make it. Denver. Right. They're not there. Right. Um, Phoenix. Out, yeah. They're not going to be in there. The next one is Golden State, which I actually think is interesting. But James, you think no shot? Yeah, I don't think I don't think no shot. I, I do I do not think so. I think they're going to be pretty good. And we go to the bottom now. Portland, no. terrible. Yeah. San Antonio, who actually I want to get back right. to. <laughs> yes, right. Because I love that seven seven Martian they have. Well, like they they're just like a really difficult team because I think they can actually be pretty. Like, how good is this guy going to be? You know, yeah. like is this guy actually going to be like? 
this generational can kind of lead a team to like a 10 seed and all of a sudden like they're winning games and like they're kind of close to 500. I personally don't think so. But like if someone told me like, oh yeah, they'll be, you know, fighting for that 10 seed in the last month of the season, I'd be like, I completely believe it. James, I'm going to chime in and answer that question by saying this. I am not betting on Victor to win rookie of the year. No? Who do you, you who are, like? Chet, you're, you're such a Chet guy. guy. I'm in on Chet. You're on you're Chet. I, I like it. I think it's Dude, a good the bet. Thunder are going to be a playoff team this year. Yeah. I mean, well, let me ask you this. Are the Thunder a 7-10 to 10 seed bet? Because I'm looking at the odds to win the West, and they're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Like, 8. So there are, right the there. West is crazy that – Seven through ten all have an over under of 44 and a half. I was gonna say my, my answer to that question is James. I think the answer is yes, they are seven to ten, but it's through no detriment to themselves. It's just the West is insane. I mean, I feel like the Jazz are like a lock for that, right? So the Jazz are interesting. They have the 12th best odds. So if you like the Jazz, they're plus 275. That could be a good bet right there. I feel like that's a team that's kind of like going to be right there. I love their coach. I think they have a lot of good young players. Oh, man. But looking at the West, it's fucking stacked. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, the Jazz are plus 275. The Spurs are plus 650 if you want Wemby. And then the teams we discussed, you got the Thunder at plus 125. And this is what I'm saying. If you bet all four of these, you need two or four to hit. Thunder at plus 125. Kings at plus 130. Minnesota at plus 140. And the Pelicans at plus 145. Those are the seven through 10 this year. If you have them there, you had two out of four, you're in green. What about uh, the green? I know this podcast doesn't love, but I mean, I guess someone. Two out of four. Come on. Dave would die for two out of four. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you guys are really funny. (laughs) Because I'm addicted to juice. What if we start talking about parlaying some of these? Like, oh, can you you parlay these? Two to get in out of four, but you, you know, you, what what kind of. I don't know if you can parlay, but go for it if you love yeah. it. James, to answer your question about the Grizz, I was reading um, John Hollinger in The Athletic this morning, and Hollinger has like his analytics thing that is a little over my head, but ran like is was a respected GM in basketball for a few years. Yeah. And his projections actually have the Grizzlies as the one seed in the West. What? I'm not saying I agree. I'm just – Answering your question with information, throwing he information. Like John Morant is out for twenty-five games. Like I think his logic was he thinks Bain could pick up the slack for a bit, and that the Bain, Marcus Smart, Adams, Jaron Jackson quartet will be good again. I don't know. That's not a lot of offense there, right? Like they're not going to score that much. I feel like they rely on Ja. I mean, although I will say they were good without him last year, but they also lost Tyus Jones, who who was their. I think that it's going to be a lot of grit and grind for them. Yet again. Yeah, those are um, going to be. His, his also, his big thing was defensively. He just thinks, um, he honestly thinks Jared Jackson will be even better because Adams can bang down low now, you know, kind of like quote unquote, he's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, Jackson is, he's good. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think he's the most overrated player in the NBA. I kind of, yeah, I do expect to see a little more from him. And he was not good for Team USA. He sucked in the FIBA game. Everyone's like, oh, Jared Jackson, he's the stretch four. He's going to be great. He sucked. I mean, what's the difference between last year? I mean, they had Adams last year, no? Or was he, I mean, he was hurt. He a was hurt most of the second half of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because I feel like that is a team that can kind of slide backwards a little bit. And so 
you know, maybe they, they miss Jaw for most of the year. He takes some time getting back. But I, I do think they will probably win enough games. I don't know, to me, like the Jazz look like the perfect team for that. What about I'm gonna throw another one at you here. What about the Clippers for the play in? Hammer. Hammer. Like, like, do you have any faith that they can win? I mean, I see this right now. They have the fifth best odds to win the West. That's insane to me. These guys the have are been, plus one seventy to be in the playing game. I kind of like that, honestly. Like that, you know that they're not going to care about the regular season, but they have to get into the playoffs. You know, George and Kawhi are missing time. Like, they're definitely not being a top four seed. So, but you you got to figure that they're gonna they're gonna make it. I mean, I, I kind of like that. Yes, I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you right now, six teams that if they finished above the Clippers, I wouldn't bat an eye. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, easily. no, no order. Just looking: Warriors, Suns, yeah, Nuggets, Lakers. I, honestly, I like this. I you I know I said before. I you could say Kings, I like the Thunder more. You could say Kings, Thunder, Mavericks on top of what you said, and I'd be like, yeah. I forgot about the Kings. Kawhi, Kawhi, and Paul George uh, missed. I don't know, 100 games this year. I'd be like, all right, more of the same. You know? Can they shoot? Like, as a team? Uh, I don't know. I have to look at the roster. I feel like they're all right. But, like, it's it just comes down Isn't to Norm guys. Powell. Yeah, Norm Powell. Is good. I think he's a six-man. Uh, he's he's six, he's six-man. I think he's good odds this year. But, like, it just comes – like, if they don't have those two guys, that team is not going anywhere. Ben, do you know, ben, do you know my buddy from college who also was from Livingston, Adam Friedman? Maybe we were. I, know, uh, I think I, I think I know. We're playing Jewish geography on the fucking podcast. <laughs> it has to do it has to do with Norman Powell. My, well, uh, oh, I know. God. I know the greatest basketball mind of our generation, Eli Friedman. Yeah, no, they're different. Uh, my buddy Adam was once drunk at a bar when we were in college, and walks right up to Norman Powell. He goes, "Norman, you're great. I love you, but you really have no fucking left." Oh, damn! He gets smacked. Yeah. Hope we got smacked. No, I think Norman knew if he hit this Jewish kid, it was going to be a lawsuit, so he held back. Damn. <laughs> okay, let's let's go to my next trend. So my next trend is, this is just a one-year trend, so I don't even know if it counts, but last year, teams that had an over-under projected total of between 40 to 49 hit the over two out of 10 times. There were eight unders out of those 10 teams that had a projected over under of 40 to 49. I think so, I bet on two of those teams last year, uh, the Pelicans and the Raptors, and they both went way under. So if we're looking at the 40 win teams this year, we got Philly at 49 and a half. And it's at different books. It, it, right. Some places went down to 48, 47. Right. Golden State at 47 and a half. Lakers at 47 and a half. Clippers at 46 and a half. Heat at 45 and a half. Grizz at 45 and a half. And then you got like those four Western Conference teams, Kings, Pelicans, Thunder, and Wolves at 44 and a half. So if we're looking at those teams, the unders I like are Philly. Yes. And then I like the Pelicans under 44 and a half. If I'm, if, if I'm looking for unders, I want to look in that 40 range, and that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, the Pelicans, I think, are just super tough because, again, I mean – how much it's kind of like the Clippers, right? Like how much do you trust these guys? I don't, I think that Zion's somewhat more trustworthy than PG and Kawhi, but only because he, I don't, I don't think he's, he's proven it for as many years, right? Like Kawhi and Leonard or Kawhi and Paul George are hurt constantly. Um, 
But no, I, I, I kind of like that. I do think that this year is a little bit different. I feel like last year there were a lot of over-unders that were like kind of more taken advantage of. And this year it feels very kind of all at this same kind of 40-win level. And it, it's going to be tough to uh, to decipher. Oh, hey, you know, I said some are well-researched, some are not well-researched. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but go to the next one. This is my favorite. We know college basketball is having this like home court advantage. In the NBA last year, 27 of 30 teams won more at home than away. 18 of those 30 teams won five more games at home than away. And nine teams last year won 10 plus more games at home than away. I don't know if that's a sit thing. We have Toronto won 13 more games in Toronto than away. Denver won 15 more games in Denver than away. Memphis won 19 more games at home than away. Yeah, didn't Memphis only lose like four games on the road like all year last year or something? Like they they were crazy. No, no, they only won at home. They couldn't win on the road. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, they only yeah. lost four. Yeah, yeah, they only like lost four games at home last year or something. So crazy. I'm looking. So well, the reason for them doing this is I'm looking at for day to day who's going to be the home team. I'm going to hammer. And it was mentioned before. Last year, Utah won nine more games at home than away. If you ever read Daryl Dawkins' book, you can you hear about the Miami flu. You know about those unbelievable strip Miami clubs in Utah. <laughs> I think Daryl Dawkins, out of the 10,000 girls that he slept with, I think 8,000 of them were in Utah. And so these people coming into Utah, Utah has people that actually play games. They have a bench. If I'm looking at Utah's at home tonight, I think that's a team I'm going to be hammering all season long. Because of the strip clubs in Salt Lake City? Just the, the looking at these stats, these teams are winning at home. If I have to pick a team that's going to be winning at home because of the strip clubs in Salt Lake City, because Utah has players that actually plays games, and I think teams are just going to take off the night in Utah. It's, it's a, a lot of the times part of the bullshit West Coast trip. How do they I have strip clubs in Salt Lake City? Don't they stop serving alcohol in the entire state at like 9 o'clock? I don't know if it's strip clubs. I don't know what it is, but Daryl Dawkins talks about Salt Lake City, and boy, I wish I was there in 1987. I heard Salt Lake was cool. <laughs> um, I, I like this. I like I like the the Jazz. Um, obviously, I love the Thunder for this. I think that they just, I mean, obviously they're they're the defending champs and they're great at home. Um, what do you think about the? I said the the Nuggets. What do you think about the Thunder? The Thunder last year won eight more games at home. Like their record at home was eight games better than their record on the road. I think that that's a, a really good one. And I think that the Thunder, the Nuggets, and the Jazz are, are definitely teams to to do this with. Yeah, and, and Miami's, Miami was another. They won 10 plus more games at home than their record was on the road. That's just another Miami flu. How are you feeling about Miami this year? So... I think they don't give a shit about the regular season. Right. Like some people are arguing they're going to fight back and this is a big Tyler hero season. I think they truly don't. I think they could be a good play in odds. Mm. Just get Jimmy in and go from there. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, I feel, I, I don't love betting against them. Like, I feel like they're just like, you feel like just an idiot betting against them. You're like, you bet against them. And then, you know, two months into the year, you're like, did I learn nothing? Like they play all the the best teams tough. They win these games. Like Butler's a beast. They have all these guys. Um, but with that being said, like it has to end at some time, right? Like they lost a bunch of key players. Um, and yeah, I mean, how long can they just keep 
being the underdogs and, and pulling the stuff out. Like they all, they, they were losing to the Bulls in the playing game that they had to win until the fourth quarter. Like they were extremely close to not making the playoffs. So. And they almost blew a 3-0 lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm staying away from the Heat, but you could tell me to go either way and, and I'll believe it. Okay, so we're at trend number four, and Chase is going to like this one because his boy Simmons loves this one. So I think outside of people that get paid to do this, no one watches more international basketball than me. <laughs> I love it. I was watching one by Yama when he was like 13. Okay, let's go. He was, he I was so a weirdo. For the I was going to say, I, you were just I, watching because he was a 13-year-old that had nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> when, when there was like a 7-1 13-year-old. <laughs> what do you want from me? Um, and so if we look at what happened to these players after the year they – U.S. players after the year they played international ball. So we look at after the 08 Dream Team, Braun won his first MVP, Wade won his you – know, Carmelo made the conference finals for the first and only time. This is after them playing in 2008. The 2010 FIBA team, which look back at that team, it's one of the coolest teams ever. After the 2010 team, Rose won his first ever MVP. Durant was the scoring leader. Kevin Love was the rebound leader. And with Durant and Westbrook, the Thunder made their first ever conference finals. Looking at the 2012 Redeem Team Part 2, after that year, um, Chris Paul led his team. And these are players that hadn't already had the accolades yet. Chris Paul led his team to 16 more games. And the top five MVP finishers were all on that Olympic team. Damn. Going Hold to 24. Going the, to 24. Best players play on these FIBA teams. So obviously those are going like, to be the guys it, that, that win MVPs the next year. This is not, like not, not Rose, fucking saying rocket science here. Rose was – these are their first ever time winning it is what I'm saying. But it wasn't like they were shitty before they, they did. No, they they, they, up, because they were on the international team. Can I get to my fucking point, David? Yeah, Let him cook. My only, my only objection. For, so 14, we had three of the top five MVPs played on that 14 FIBA team. And in 16, I can't read what I wrote here, but something else could happen. I have, I have my little scratch notes everywhere. Nice. What I'm saying here is Anthony Edwards to lead the league in scoring this year. Oh, my is God. Plus Let's 3, go. Let's go. David, you love juice. I do like yeah. that juice. And, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one better. I have uh, four tabs pulled up on my computer right now because yeah. when you guys were done, I was gonna throw one profit boost that I want to throw at you guys, and then my long shot awards pick for three of the big awards. Yeah. And MVP, I have it pulled up. I love Anthony Edwards plus three thousand to win the MVP. See the, I love I love the juice on it, but like it's just not gonna happen. Like Why he's not? just not we had enough for him to win. We're, the done. We're done with the big men. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Rose, Eric, Giannis Eric Rose in 2011 wasn't supposed to be good enough to win MVP. At this yeah, point, all, the all the big men have won it. Giannis has it. Embiid won it. Jokic won it. We're done with them. We're down to what it, What was Ben? You, you'll be the only one who knows this. What was his character's name in uh, Hustle? Oh, uh, like Kermit something. We're, it, we're into Kermit time. This yeah, guy was Kermit. an alpha. And look, I think of nothing else. You're going to give him the MVP because he's going to fucking make it work with Gobert and Towns. So you're going to give it to him. So say the big men are dead. Tatum's going to be the one or the two seed in the Fuck East. Tatum. 
he's not going to have as good or better numbers than Edwards on a winning team? No, because I, I think what to me the tiebreaker is who is the better supporting cast. Well, I mean, yeah, but Tatum's going to be the number like I, they do take into account seed. I think that the Timberwolves are like a five or six seed at best. That's good. You know who won? You know who won the MVP two years ago as a six seed? Jokic. Boop. Yeah, but you, you, Edwards is not Jokic though. <laughs> not yet, but like Ben said, this is Team USA, Edwards. This is Team USA. I, I like the. I don't. I'm not there at MVP, but I like the juice of him to lead the league in scoring. It's it's fun, but yeah. Um, I said it was a long shot. You know? Yeah, it's definitely a long shot. And then my last trend is completely Kevin Durant related and may be completely irrelevant there. But realistically, I probably won seven out of ten. But in my mind, I won eighteen out of twenty. When Durant was with the Nets, he would play the entire first quarter. So you, if you bet Nets first quarter, I'm pretty sure they hit 18 out of 20 times when Durant was playing. I would check the Suns if he has his new coach handpicked. If he gets his way again, he loves doing. He loves playing the entire first quarter. Did and you actually sit. think he handpicked Frank Vogel? He he had some role. I mean, so uninspiring. Like KD's a lot of uninspiring shit. That might be the most uninspiring thing he's ever done in his career. I just. If he gets his way again, and he loves doing this, he loves playing the entire first quarter and then sitting at the beginning of the second. If those trends continue, Phoenix Suns first quarter bet every single game. I love this. I don't know if you paid, and I don't want to put too much stock into preseason, but they've scored 70 points. Their starters have played the first half of their preseason games, and they've scored 70 points in every one. I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I love this research and playing the entire first quarter. Uh, assuming stats uh, across larger quantities. I, I fucking love it. I love this bet. I think that these trends, the home team and the first quarter Suns, I think I'm going to be on all year. I think those are real winners. Did you guys see, speaking of preseason stats, Jordan Poole stat line tonight? It was an all-time Jordan Poole stat line. He had 41 points and was a plus two. Let's go. I mean, we can talk about the Wizards. We can hey, I, have, I have one more long shot, and I want David here. I want him to ride with me because of juice. This is plus 600. Any team to start 10 and 0. Well, how common is it for a team to start 10 and 0? How is I story? have no idea, but it will be electric <laughs> just rooting for the entire league for these first 10 games. Yeah, that's hell it. yeah. Fuck parody. We have parody in the NFL. So that's, that's my last. It's not even a trend, but that's my favorite bet of the year. Any team to start ten and zero plus six hundred. I actually kind of like that. That that's that seems like fun. This is no research. The the teams they they don't really care about the regular season anymore, which I think kind of makes it tricky. And why you're seeing a lot of these teams bunched in at like this forty to forty four forty five win number. Um. All right, I'm gonna give a couple my over unders. This is minimal research done today i did not do the trend research that ben did that my sure. trend research was from last year just chase had again way too many friends okay well that's that's still still more than i than i was able to a cocksucker like i don't know why he has this many friends am i allowed to curse on this podcast absolutely not <laughs> okay, good. No. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give a couple of these out and you guys let me know what you think um the pacers this year 38 and a half wins. I know you're talking about Team USA and these guys, they kind of make big leaps. The Pacers have one of these guys on their team. 
and he was good for Team USA. I think Halliburton comes back for the full year, healthy. I think that they have a bunch of good players. They have Obi Toppin on their team now. So, you know, I mean, that guy likes fast break dunks more than anybody else. That guy's never going for or getting back on defense. He's always running to the ball to get fast break dunks. But I love the Pacers over 38 and a half wins. I think they're going to be. Wait, 30 or 38 and a half? 38 and a half. Oh, okay. 30 and a half would be like, yeah. That, I, uh, I agree. I, I still like that over. I mean, they added um, Bruce Brown as well. Yes. They're good. They have real professional, like big game players. I think so. Uh, Who knew Bruce Brown was only twenty seven? Also, they signed into a big year deal, but or uh, a lot of money, but it's only a couple years. So I mean, Bruce well. Brown's one of those guys where, like Andre Drummond, you thought he was thirty four. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Old. I was going to ask you guys this earlier. How old do you think Stephen Adams is? Like twenty eight. No, no, he's got thirty. Yeah, thirty two. Thirty. I feel like Stephen Adams has been in the league for twenty years. I agree. Um, but yeah, the Pacers also, there's actually, I mean, I love, um, Halliburton. I love Matherin also. Matherin, yes. Um, I also think they drafted well. I like Jarese Walker the, from Houston. I think I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think he's a good forward and, uh, they took Isaiah Wong in the second round. And if it's not mm. Wong, it's right. I love that guy. Was that the kid from Miami? Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I like that guy. <laughs> if it's not Wong, it's right, baby. He was a baller in college. I, I watched some of his games. And I'm excited to see Walker play. Um, I, I didn't watch too much from a college, but, I mean, he is a Julius Randle type kind of bully for sure. Um, my next pick, and, and this really pains me to say because it's a team I don't like that much, um, the Hawks over 42 and a half. Um, I think last year was kind of weird. They, they changed coaches. They have Quinn Snyder now. They got rid of John Collins. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good. And I actually am taking them as the Southeast Division winners at plus 210. Their main competition is the Heat. I think the Heat kind of have a down year, and I think the Hawks win a lot of regular season games. If we're talking playoffs, I'm, I'm still not taking them in the playoffs over the Heat, but just for the regular season, I like that bet. I think they're. it, it was kind of – Getting rid of Johns Collins will probably be beneficial for their team in the long run. Um, I think Murray and Trey Young play well in their second year. Um, and, and I just like them going forward this year, even though I, I do. Trey Young, I have more personal feelings about not loving him as, as I'm wearing this Knicks shirt. But um, yeah, I like the Hawks to win the division and they're over. They still got divisions in NBA? They do. Believe it or not. Quinn, Quinn Does that mean something? anything? No. Uh, it, it means like in rare cases, like they can't fall below a certain seed. So like they could have a team with a better record below them in playoff seeding, but like, it's very, it's kind of rare that happens. Trey, I, Trey Young having Quinn Snyder is such a major upgrade over Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan. Yeah. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I think they win 43 games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be pretty, I think it'll be a really good regular season team. Um, my next one, I'll keep it brief. The Nuggets over 52 and a half. Um, I think Ben made a really good point. They're going to dominate at home. They have the best player in the league. He's just, Jokic is just unbelievable. And oh. like I, I teams, I don't think teams are prepared for him and they're going to win a lot of games. Um, and Murray's playing for the super duper max. 
Oh, that, I didn't even know that. I mean, that's well because he has. It's like the. I think what is it, yeah. Ben? You have to be an All Star or All NBA. Yeah, I, I don't know what the. Name I think it's all. He needs a certain level of award. Regardless, he has nothing. Like as great as he is in the playoffs, he has nothing in the regular. He doesn't have. He doesn't have a single All Star game, does he? He has nothing. Wow, that dude's good. He, yeah. he he's, he's a baller. He, yeah. He's a baller. Yeah, Jokic with Murray and some and playing for paper is terrifying. Yeah. They're they're going to be good, and I, I think even Jokic kind of taking his gas or his foot off the gas for the regular season, I still think they get to 53-54 wins. Um, all right, we got Charlotte. I'm hesitant to say this. I think over 31 and a half. I I actually think they have a couple professional basketball players on this team. I mean, Miles Bridges is back. I, I like listen, bad guy. He, didn't he just get sent back to jail? I think he's back. Wait, um, what did he do? Just Google it. A lot of yeah, bad stuff. Google it. Yeah, go Google it. Um, I like. I I love this year for Lamelo. I, I think they have a couple more guys than last year. Um, and I don't know. I think thirty. What did I say? Thirty-one and a half is pretty low, honestly. Um, you're, you're not worried about the ghost of Kai Jones. <laughs> I'm not worried about the. No. My my hot take and why I actually like the under for this is I don't think Lamelo is going to end up on the Hornets by the end of the year. Oh really? That's you think they super max to trade him? I just they there always is that one random star that demands a trade that like wasn't talked about all offseason. I think Lamelo is going to be. I mean, he should. They they have no path forward. I I actually kind of like that. Um, Gordon Hayward still in the league? Holy shit! Yeah. And you know what? And you know what I think pushes us over the edge. I think the guy, um, I forget his name, from Alabama, Brandon Brandon, Brandon Bullets Miller. Uh, I mean, this team is, they have characters on this team for sure. So they'll be fun to watch. But um, I think Brandon Miller is good immediately. I, I, I really like him. Brandon um, Miller, and I'll have to double check this, I think had the greatest game ever after being accused of murder I've ever seen. I remember. Like the game like, after murder, he had like 31 in double overtime. We're talking about NBA basketball here. You got to make sure you thoroughly check that fact. <laughs> I just, the immediate James, game after. James just, Orban, I have a question for you that involves this team. The 2021 Hornets had two picks in the first, I think, 16 picks in the draft. Is James Bookwright and Kai Jones the worst first round that a team has had in the last 30 years? No, Minnesota when they took Rubio and Johnny Flynn back to back over Steph Curry. But at least Rubio was like decent. I I agree. Obviously, you had over Steph Curry. (laughs) No, but I'm saying strictly from don't look at who was drafted instead, because but strictly from the players drafted. That was that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, Over Steph Curry, I think puts puts that Minnesota one over the edge to draft two point guards, two picks before Steph twice. It's like I don't think you can you can talk. Also, when but the Kai Kings, Jones and Book Knight are like when the Kings took Marvin Bagley when the other four picks in the top five were like yeah. Aiden, Luca, Doncic, and I'm blanking on the fourth, but it was another Triple good J. and Jared Jackson. Those were the other four, and they took Bagley. That's I will say, bad. Chase, just from a, a player's picked perspective, not like taking into account who was around them, Book Knight and Kai Jones is like brutal. Uh, I mean, what's the opposite of a dy- dynamic duo? Just like horrible, like the gruesome twosome, like horrible players. They're like George and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> yeah. They're like our senior year rec team. 
Oh Lord. Let's go on the travel. Um and I think PJ Washington's good. Mark Mark Williams is good. I, I think this team's actually a little bit more fun than people think. I just think they won a couple games. Um and then I had to do it. The New York Knicks, 44 and a half. They're bringing back the same team plus DiVincenzo. I think continuity is a big factor. Um, and they only have to win, I think, one more game than they won last year um, in, in a week or East. I think it's actually going to be um, not easy, but I think they hit this number. I, 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 I wimped out last year and I didn't actually pick the Knicks and I should have. I think this year... Um, they play well in the regular season under Tibbs. They're going to play hard every night, um, and and they go over their number. Um, and yeah, it's going to be great. And I, I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. I mean, this is the Knicks are the best team in New York. I don't even think it's up for discussion at this point. And uh, it's an exciting time. So yeah, you know the Knicks did really well against the Heat last year. Hell, hell of a fucking series. Knicks have great basketball history. I mean, definitely the best team in New York. They are the best team in New York. If you're drafting players in New York, is Brunson your first pick or is Bridges your first pick? Brunson, easily. I don't know. Brunson, easily. You're both I don't wrong. even know if it's you're all wrong. It's Cam Thomas. All right, Cam Thomas. <laughs> and um, also, I don't think either of the team in New York, uh, you guys are forgetting that Ricky P is at St. John's. So uh, give me the Rick Patino-led Johnnies. If nothing else, you know there's going to be three arrests and some strippers. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll bring the entertainment for sure. Um, and then my last pick, I like Cade Cunningham for most improved. I think he comes back uh, strong. I, I, I love his game. I think he's smart. He's big. He can shoot. Um, it's plus 1,200 right now. And, uh, yeah, I like I like him for most improved player of the year. That's my only, like, I guess, individual award that I'm going to give out right now. But – I think, right, they, I, I think that he leads the Pistons to more wins than uh, they're over under. So, all right. I got two quick ones for you two long shots. And then if you guys like this profit boost or not, and then we'll wrap this up. All uh, right. My most improved player long shot at plus 20. I do like Kate. I mean, Kate is like a rational pick. Yeah. Um, if you want a long shot, because we like the juice, right, Dave? We like the juice. Hell yeah. I like Shendon Sharp at plus 2,500. I don't know who that is. What what year is he? Isn't he uh, second, second year? Second year in the league. Have they been given awards to second year players? Yeah, it's like second or third year players. I think he makes a year two leap. I think Scoot's gonna throw him a lot of fun passes. Why not? <laughs> I just think he's playing behind the best player on the team. That's the only issue. It's like he's playing behind Simons, right? Yeah, maybe like the fifth option on the team, to be honest. Yeah. Grant's still there and Scoot. I love I do love Sharp though, but I I don't. I don't know. I think that there's a player who can kind of lead them into uh, lead his team into a little more success and, and be like rock solid. But I do love Sharp's game, and he should get a lot of minutes. All right, this is a real long shot that I think can actually hit, like as opposed to the other one. Walker Kessler plus two thousand defensive player of the year. Mm. Year two, get some more minutes, block some more shots. Jazz are maybe a little bit better. You guys like them in the play-in. Played for Team USA, so he hits the Ben criteria. I don't hate it. Walker Kessler, I, I like his game. More big road guys. And the trade just gets even worse. Yeah. Um, and then I will just ask you guys if you like this. It's a fan duel boost plus 250. Um, 
It is the Celtics to win 50-plus, Lakers 45-plus, and Thunder 40-plus wins. You're such a Bill Simmons guy. It's the Isn't only this, boost on FanDuel right now. Is his boost? I, your words, not mine. <laughs> okay, so are we going to do the Bill Simmons boost? Yeah, sure. I, well, I'm asking, do you guys like it? Like, the NFL one was a slam dunk. This is a little bit less of a slam dunk, I think. Yeah, the Thunder are the only team that gives me pause. You don't there. think the Thunder finish about 500? Actually, I mean, that's a good point, though. They, they definitely do. And I like the Lakers, and I like the Celtics. All right, I would think the Lakers give me the most pause because, like, LeBron oh, and AD get hurt. That shit goes sideways quick. Yeah, that's true. I think they're going to be good this year, though. Injuries aside, I think they're going to be And they have Austin Reed. They're hurt every year. What do you mean injuries aside? They're still a good team, though. They got to what? The Western Conference Finals? They have Team USA superhero Austin Reeves, Captain America. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll carry while LeBron's out. I'm not not worried about it. Wait, the one quick thing. You know how super teams always come out of, like, these Team USA stuff? Watch out for the Halliburton-Reeves-Bridges super team. A very lowercase s super team. The, the Knicks have had super teams team. like that in the past few years. Halbert and Reese. Where does that team at? In in Brooklyn? I I I don't care. I just can't. Probably playing China somewhere in about five yeah. years. <laughs> All right, I got one quick promo for uh, for the for the promo sexuals that we punted to the basketball, um, the basketball part of the show. So. DraftKings just took it off the board, but they've been doing this thing where they put some juicy stuff up for a little bit. Too many people bet it. They take it down for a while, and then right before the game, they put it back up. So it was uh, even money, Dame and Giannis, to combine for more than 55 points. Feels like an absolute lock. In in their first game? In their first game. Who are they playing? It doesn't matter. That's, That's hitting. 55 does seem low. I, I think this is like their free money week one thing. Like they did one of these for the NFL too. I love how you call the first game of basketball week one. <laughs> I just think it's is there, It's week one. It's the first week. <laughs> week one. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? I think I like uh, Chase's uh, win, to- win total. I like that one a lot too. Yeah, but I- we're looking for near-term payoffs. I need some – some validation and some some dopamine. I can't wait. Is that the home team? Are they at home? What do the trends say? I have no idea. Ten, first ten, David, Dave, you got to go in this ten and zero bet with me. I'm kind the of team, in on that. That's the team's dope. gonna be like six and zero. We're gonna be going nuts about them. Yeah, we can root for some random team. Could be fun. Could be good. I do like that. That does sound like the most fun. Uh, and Promosexuals, to Chase's point earlier, is brought to you by King Kong Beer Bong. If you want a cup that's also a beer bong, go to our Instagram page and use the link to buy a cup that's also a beer bong. You might get a discount. You might not. I actually haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if there's a discount. I am a big fan of King Kong Beer Bong. I- I'm drinking one right now. You can't see it, but I, I am. I- you can't see it, but I'm drinking one. Two happy Kong. customers. Yeah. King Kong beer bong is actually the uh, preferred beer, King Kong beer bongs of uh, whatever Ben's law firm is. That is not <laughs> true. That is just no. I have it in writing at the chat right now. We use this beer bong at the office. Signed, <laughs> Benjamin J. Gilman. That's fine, that's fine, but we're not sponsored or connected <laughs> in any way. <laughs> All right, Chase, wrap us up. Um, before I do, Ben, just quick question. Have you found it? I still haven't found it. It's, it, 
since what was that july 2020 it has been missing and if anyone can find it please let me know well maybe by next year's basketball preview we'll uh we'll find it for you for the for the five five four five year anniversary um ben james thanks for joining us looking forward to a great basketball season I don't remember what our picks are, so you'll just hear them at the start of next week's show. Just bet the home teams. Yeah, bet the home teams. And uh, what was my favorite pick? Bet the home teams and the Hawks. That, that's all I got. And for those of you who have made it a full hour and a half with us, God bless. You really must have no fucking life. Uh, with Davey Bagels, my name is Chase Bedorsky, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.